Chapter 45 Shri Sai Sacharita There are two leelas in this chapter The first is about the remorse that Kaka feels after reading about the intense devotions of the Navnats The very next day Anand Rao Phakarde comes there and tells them about his dream In the dream Baba is seated on a throne with his feet submerged in the ocean so shama tells baba to take his feet out so that anand rao can prostrate to them baba does this and anand rao clasps his feet and baba blesses him abundantly the next leela is about the wooden plank that baba suspended to the rafters of the dwarka mai and slept upon it I shall now narrate these leelas in detail then give a short sketch of the life of Anand Rao Phakarde Chapter 45 is a rather short chapter in which the leela of the reading of the 11th skanda of the Bhagavat by Kaka Dikshit is given and after reading it Kaka is filled with remorse as he feels his devotion for his sadguru is not as strong as the devotion of the navnats however shama who is also seated there has an entirely different opinion he reassures kaka that baba himself had advised him to read the eknath's bhagavat and to do namajap which he was doing since then and even after baba's mahasamadhi so there is no reason to worry however kaka feels helpless and he broods over it the entire day the very next day anand rao phakarde arrives there with a dhoti for shama and was eager to narrate his wonderful dream that he had the previous night then anand rao narrates the dream and this was the dream i was standing in a deep sea in waist deep water there i saw baba all of a sudden he was sitting on a beautiful throne studded with diamonds with his feet in the water I was most pleased and satisfied with the form of Baba. The vision was so realistic that I never thought it was a dream. Curiously enough, Mother Rao was also standing there. He said to me with feeling, "Anand Rao, fall at Baba's feet." I said, "I also wish to do so, but his feet are in the water. How can I place my head on them?" I am helpless. Hearing this, he said to Baba, "O oh Deva, take out your feet which are under the water." Then Baba immediately took out his feet, and I caught them without delay and bowed to them. Seeing this, Baba blessed me, saying, "Now go; you will attain your welfare." there is no cause for fear or anxiety and there was the answer to dikshit's doubts
I shall tell you a little about Anand Rao Phakarde and then narrate the life of the wonderful devotee Madhav Rao Deshpande or Shamya. Anand Rao Phakarde Anand Rao was a famous businessman in 1910. In those days, very few Maharashtrians used to do business. He lived on Lamington Road. Being an astute businessman, he bought a bungalow in Ville Parle. In 1914, Ville Parle was then a desolate place with only about four houses. There was no electricity or water supply. The family used a lantern and drank water from a well. This state of affairs induced him to form the property owners association he was the president of the association for many many years he diligently worked to make the suburb of ville parle into the modern beautiful place that it is now a crossroad near his home has honored him by naming it phakarde chauk dikshit lived next door and they were friends dikshit being a devotee of sai baba often spoke of his leelas it was dikshit who was instrumental in anand rao's going to shirdi in the sai shri satcharita chapter 45 the beautiful leela of his dream vision is given once anand rao had a dream vision in which he saw baba seated on a splendid bejeweled throne in front of him stood anandrao and shama shama said anandrao bow at his feet anandrao said that was his intense desire but baba's feet were under water oh deva do take out your feet from under the water said shama baba did so and phadke at once clasped his feet and baba blessed him abundantly adding give a dotar with a silk border to my shamya and you will enjoy peace and happiness so anand rao brought the dotar and gave it to dikshit to hand it over to shama anand rao has a painting of baba that he prayed to it is a family heirloom and it is with him since baba's Sojourn in Shirdi. One does not know whether Baba himself gave it to him. This information was provided by his descendants. Madhav Rao Deshpande, or Shama, Shama, as Baba called him, was born in a Yajur Vedic Deshat Brahmin family who resided in Nimon Gaon. His family came to Shirdi when he was only 2 years old and made Shirdi their home. He studied in Shirdi and later became a school teacher. The school was next to the Dwarkamai that was later turned into the stable for Sham Karna Baba's horse. Baba called Madhav Rao Shama or more often Shamya 
the very tone of it is full of love and caring. The word sham in Sanskrit means black, but a flawless and pleasing black color. Shama is also used to mean holy or pure, as in the holy Tulsi or the holy Yamuna river. Used as a prefix, as in Sham Sundar, which means Lord Shri Krishna, or Sham Kant, the name of Lord Shiva, or Sham Karna, the Ashwamedha horse that was holy and undefeatable. The relationship between Baba and Shama was mind-boggling. One can best describe it as Sakha or a dear friend. It was a kind of relationship that Arjun had with Lord Shri Krishna. The love between Baba and Shama is mentioned in various chapters of the Shri Sai Satcharita, especially in chapter 35. When Mrs. Aurangabadkar asks Shama to help her in opening her heart to Baba as she was seeking a cure for her infertility, Shama waited for the right opportunity. One day, Baba was in a joyful mood and he pinched Shama's cheek. Shama pretended to be offended. When Baba said, In the seventy-two generations, that we have been together. I have never touched you. Just try and remember. The Rinanabandh spanned a period of seventy-two generations. Once Kaka Saib came to the Dwarkamai and prostrated at Baba's feet, Baba asked him what he wanted. Kaka, with tears in his eyes, said, I want you and you to be with me always. To that, Baba replied, Keep Shamya with you and know that I am with you. After that, Kaka kept Shama with him. Shama had a very interesting life. Shama's quest to know the Ramayan. Once Shama said, Deva, it is written in the Ramayan that Lord Rama built a bridge by one crore of his monkeys. The bridge spanned the sea, so Ram could cross it and reach Lanka. There he waged a war with Ravana and vanquished him. Deva, is this true? Baba said, Yes, this is true. The sea is real, Shamya, and Lord Rama was also there. Shama then said, Deva, where did so many monkeys sit and how did they sit? Baba replied, They sat on the trees and clung to its branches. They looked like a myriads and myriads of ants. Shama said, Did you see them with your own eyes? Baba said, Yes, yes, I saw them with my own eyes. All right, Shama. Shama then said, When I first saw you, you hardly had a stubble of moustache. Then how and when did you see them? How did you see the Vanar Sena Re? Baba said, Shamya, you and I have been together for many, many generations. 
I remember them all, but you do not. In wonder, Shama said, How old were you then? Baba said, Just as you see me now. Shama could not grasp the fact that Baba was, is, and will be the same forever. Then he said, Is this really true? Baba said, Have I ever lied sitting in the Dwarkamai? What I say is true, I swear by you. Shama once had eye infection and Baba asks him to put some peppercorn in it and it is cured. On another occasion, Baba shows Shama the three lok, that is Shiva lok, Indra lok and Vishnu lok as he gives him Drivya Drishti. Baba also gave Shama many, many books and texts, religious texts to read and to understand. The story of Baba stealing the Vishnu Sahasranam from the Ram Dasi is already given in the Charitra. Shama did not perform the ritualistic puja of Baba like many other devotees, but had intense faith in Baba. His faith is impossible to describe. In Marathi, it is said to be Baba Che Alot, Ananya, Ek Nishta, Nasing Bhakti, or roughly translated, it is utter devotion, one pointed, concentrated, and selfless Bhakti. Shama, with each and every breath of his, was performing Japa or Nam Japa. In the Shedi diary, the entry on 8th December 1911 is as follows. Mother Rao Deshpande is here and he fell asleep. I saw with my own eyes and heard with my own ears what I had only read about and never experienced. With every outgoing and indrawing breath comes the clear sound of Sainath Maharaj, Sainath Baba. The sound is as clear as can be, and when Madhav Rao snores, the words can be heard at a distance. This is really wonderful. Baba would give Shama Udi every time he came and went of the Dwarkamai, and that was often. Shama would take it home and collect it in a huge heap. With great devotion and care, he placed it in the corner of his house. His wife was unaware of this. After Baba took Mahasamadhi, he would take out some Udi and give it to the needy with wonderful results. Once Shama had gone to Mumbai, his wife, while cleaning the house, saw a heap of Udi and took it out to throw it away. There in Mumbai, Shama had a vision of Baba, who said, Shamya, the Udi I gave you with my own hands and you carefully preserved is going to be thrown out. Go quickly and keep it safely. Shama returned to Shirdi as quickly as he could. Then he realized that what Baba had said was true. Shama's family. 
Shama was born in Shake 1782 Margashesh Shukla Paksh Panchami the year was 1880 His mother was his father's fourth wife The first three could not bear any children so his father married Lakshman Mama Kulkarni's sister Shama was the eldest son He had two younger brothers Kashinath Balwant who was adopted by a family and was named Ganesh Shestar and Baba J Balwant Shama was married twice his first wife was Savitri Bai the daughter of Gopal Khachewar Kulkarni of Nimon she had a son named Eknath his second wife was Dwarka Bai she had two sons Uddhavrao and Jagannath Pant and a daughter named Baby Tai. When the Shirdi Sai Baba Sansthan was formed, Shama was staying in Dikshitwada. About four months before, he took Mahasamadhi. There was some misunderstanding and Shama was asked to vacate Dikshitwada within two months. He did so and came back to his home. which is near Baba's Dwarkamai. Shama was a healthy villager, 80 years old. On Wednesday, at about 12 noon, he lost consciousness. And the next day, Thursday, 16th April, 1944, at night he breathed his last and became one with the Sadguru. This information is taken from Sai Leela magazine Ankh 1 year 33 1956 The next leela given in this chapter is about Baba's plank that he slept on In chapter 45 of the Charita again the breaking of the plank is described Once Baba was describing the greatness and importance of the plank to kaka saheb dikshit on hearing this dikshit said baba if you still love the wooden plank i will again suspend or hang one in the masjid for you so you can sleep on it with ease baba replied i won't like to sleep up there leaving malsapati down on the ground below then kaka said I will provide another plank for Malsapati too. Baba replied, "How can he sleep on the plank? It is not easy to sleep on a plank. He who has many good qualities only can do so. He who can sleep with his eyes wide open can do that." When I go to sleep, I ask Malsapati to sit by my side. and place his hand on my heart and watch the chanting of the lord's name there but he finds it too hard and is sleepy then i have to wake him up he can't even do this as he himself gets drowsy and begins to nod his head when i feel his hand heavy as stone on my heart and cry out oh bhagat he moves and opens his eyes 
how can he who cannot sit and sleep well on the ground and whose asan or posture is not steady who is a slave to sleep how can he sleep high up on a plank the breaking of baba's wooden plank it was nana saib dingle of neemgaon who gave baba the wooden plank to sleep upon but instead of laying it on the floor and sleeping upon it he hung it on the rafters of the masjid like a swing and then slept upon it the devotees were curious about this and they wished to see baba climb up upon it as the crowd started increasing to watch this wonderful feat baba broke the plank and threw it away baba had all the siddhis at his feet he neither craved for them nor was he attached to them he was param brahma one without birth body age or death so how could they see him in the anima of formless state and this concludes the commentary on the chapter Om Sai Ram